Get ready for your semi-regular dose of random ideas from the guys at Code Elation. We like to talk about big ideas, companies that are winning and those that aren't, along with current events in our crazy world of software startups. So come along with Eric and Josh, who challenge you to think big, start small, and turn your ideas into something on this episode of From Idea to Done. Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Eric. And today's idea is the new Mario Kart app better than Mario Kart on the consoles for Nintendo. We've reviewed new fun app games in the past, and I've been really excited about a bunch of others before, but today we're going to take a little bit different approach and look at this from a business perspective. Eric, are you going to make me download an app that I will never use again? Well, not this week, unless unless you're really <laughs> craving some Mario Kart on your phone. I mostly wanted to kind of talk about the idea of Nintendo getting into mobile gaming. But let's just, first things first, I'm going to review the app. And I honestly, you don't have to get it, but I wasn't a big fan of Mario Kart. I have a drawer in my desk that says, in case of emergency open, it has a Wii U in it with a copy of Mario Kart 8. We randomly will have a happy hour some Fridays, and I rent out the conference room in our building, and then we drink and play Mario Kart on the projector. The game is just better, and it's a solid four years older than what Nintendo came out with last week. And so, the, But this isn't the big takeaway that I had from this, though. What was your big takeaway? Nintendo should have been making mobile games years ago. And so, and I actually I watched a video with your boy Gary V on it, and he's, they say they've been missing out on tons of revenue over the past years, the past 10 years or so by just not embracing mobile phone gaming. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that direction. I mean, if you have such an iconic brand in Nintendo, every guy that's in his 30s has to have some fond memories of one of their games. To not lean on nostalgia to some level feels like a crime and a missed opportunity. Well, maybe not a crime, but it, it, definitely a missed opportunity. I don't buy anything gaming. But if you gave me a mobile version of Crystalis, uh, Paperboy, or uh, Battletoads, I'd absolutely pay $5 for that. Battletoads is so hard. <laughs> I, just, I can't handle it. But I would yeah, take my money. Yep. <laughs> and I actually did a little bit of research on the sales. And so if you did kind of the combined sales of their current mobile gaming platform, which is the Nintendo 3DS, and added that if you bought $200 worth of new games once you got it, that overall number that I got from the sales would be $2.4 billion. I did a little more digging, and the mobile app Pokemon Go has now grossed over $3 billion, according to Wikipedia, and that's just one game. And I know that the source is Wikipedia, but the numbers were actually kind of an interesting part for me. The weird thing is I look and say, who spends $200 in games? I got them old. <laughs> I, well, I did this yeah. year, <laughs> like at least. <laughs> you know, well, if you think about it, Eric, what's the risk for Nintendo to put out another console? They have to invest a lot in research and development, the marketing of it. Um, granted, you get a larger wedge of, of the revenue, but there's more risk. On a platform, you can roll out a test of, oh, I don't know, uh, River City Ransom at a lower risk than producing it yourself. River City Ransom is fantastic. I'm liking some of our old <laughs> nostalgia things in this episode. And like, to be honest, this makes me a little nervous for console gaming. I get what Nintendo is doing with these apps. And to their credit, compared to basically every other mobile game I've played, 
Their controls are usually really good. The game looks amazing, and they aren't just blatant cash grab games. I wish someone would just make a great mobile game that has an actual end and doesn't keep bugging me to buy things. Yeah, I've downloaded uh, some games that are fun for the first, I don't know, few few dozens or so times you play it. Then they get into pay-to-play versions. I even got hooked into that silly Dr. Mario World game, and now I'm pretty much over it. <laughs> but you were hooked on it for a little bit. <sighs> don't don't get Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I really hope that Nintendo, just as a company, can find a really good balance of mobile games while still making quality consoles and better games. I, I would be really sad if the only way I could play Zelda was from my phone. I wouldn't disagree with that. Even I, who spends no money on games, went out and bought the original NES reboot last December so I can play the original games just on a bigger TV. <laughs> we, we talked about the business strategy of Nintendo bringing some of their classic titles into the mix. And my, my technical nerd question for you is, can our nerds, Make a mobile version of Battletoads that we've been dreaming about. Yes, we need to make Battletoads. I don't think it's going to sit that well for profits in Q4, but hey, why not? That is the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we get some more battles. That game was so freaking hard. And like, honestly, if we charged people a penny for 10 extra lives, we would be billionaires relatively soon. There we go. Nailed it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. If you know a startup that could use our random advice and thoughts about River City Ransom, have them subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.